this is the messy back end, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your hosts of The Messy Back End, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. We have a wonderful show for you because as Henry Ford once said, failure is only the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Later on, we're going to be talking with Pam Langard, founder of Ridgetop Virtual Solutions, about systems and processes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but Pam is my go-to girl for systems and processes. If I'm ever struggling with it and I don't have something that's working, I definitely can talk to her. Um, so we'll be talking to her later. You'll want to stay tuned for that. During our podcast today, you'll hear from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. Our experts will help them by sharing their experience expertise and the tools they suggest to get it all cleaned up. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy back end, you're not alone. And if you would like to have advice from our experts, we want to hear from you. Give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. If you are an entrepreneur with a messy back end and you would like to be a guest or submit a question, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Are you ready to put your business on autopilot and actually live your life? We simply offer the best strategies and solutions anywhere online at Lock and Load Marketing. Development, design, and marketing solutions to keep your business on target. Come conquer life's challenges with laughter with our very own Nate Tucker, founder of laughingwithnate.com. Funny guy, photographer, digital marketer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, animal lover, and most importantly, pizza connoisseur. Visit laughingwithnate.com. Now let me introduce you to our wonderful, amazing panel this week. David Eggerson, dubbed as the systems guy, is brilliant with creating, executing, and managing effective systems. As an entrepreneur in web development and IT systems management for over a decade, David has helped thousands of people to streamline success, both in their professional and family life. Katie Mazoko is a life coach who helps women struggling with stress, overwhelm, chaos, and mom guilt. She helps them shift into a more calm and fun-filled life while building confidence and finding clarity on who they truly are. John Chandler is an entrepreneur from the UK and is a lucky dad to his seven-year-old son. He is the founder of Complete Web Group, a business that takes care of their clients' website and marketing technology. Before the show, our panelists are given a detailed description of our entrepreneur listeners' biggest messes. In this segment, we like to call the E-mess for entrepreneur. Our expert panelists will each share their best idea, strategy, or tool for success. The entrepreneurs who submitted the messes will then choose the advice that they like the best and that they feel is the best solution for their situation. Then in 30 days, we invite them back to hear how the solutions affected their business. Listeners can find out more detailed descriptions about the messes at themessybackend.com slash EP8. 
And if you would like to send in your messy situation, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. And now on to our expert panel for their expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Okay, let's go ahead and get started and talk about systems and processes. And guess what? We've created a system to actually try and help you through systems and processes. So first, we're going to have David talk about what a system is and why do we need to have them? Okay, so systems are all about making you more productive in what you do, right? They're all about helping you to be more efficient with your time, more effective in all different ways that that's possible. So if you're trying to use some sort of software or something, and it's actually taking more of your time to use that, then it's not a good system, right? Because the idea is that it should be saving you time, not using more of your time. So there's so many great systems out there. And uh, you know, as some of our panelists will share with you today, but uh, one thing that I wanna mention mention is that hiring a virtual assistant is often a good idea you know so if you're trying to do these systems and you're working with say trello is one of my favorites i love trello it's a fantastic platform a lot of people use other things for managing projects and stuff um, but a lot of my clients that i work with i tell them don't even log into it don't even mess with it because i don't want you wasting your time trying to figure it out and trying to mess with it. I will do that for you and I will and I will tell you what you need to be doing and I'll keep you on task. And that's what a virtual assistant's for. So sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes it's more effective for you to actually be in in the trenches and actually managing those those systems. Uh, so just figure out what's best for you there. But that's but the main thing is that a system should be saving you time and that's the most important thing. Definitely. You know, if anybody has ever read the book, The E-Myth by, I think I might even have it on my shelf behind me somewhere. I read that book every year. Michael Gerber wrote this book back in like before I was born and is still a good book to read. It is all about systems. And he talks about like how McDonald's can, you can go to Japan and get the same McDonald's in Japan as you can in the United States. It's crazy. All right, let's Another move one. on. Go ahead. Sorry, Sheila one I'd recommend is the four hour work week. Like yes. that, that one is all about setting up systems and all about how to maximize your amount of time that you're spending um, by setting up systems. Yeah, definitely. I actually have that one on my shelf as well. All right. So now we're going to move on to Katie and she's going to tell you how to create your system and kind of where to go from there. So now that you kind of understand a system should be saving you time and making you money. Um, Katie's going to talk about how, what to go from here. Yeah, absolutely. So I always recommend when creating systems to start with things that you do most often that you don't enjoy doing the most or that you, that you um, struggle with and are the biggest time wasters. So once you identify what system you want to 
start with. The goal is that you actually map out step-by-step step exactly every single step. Some people will write it out on paper. Some people will keep it an operations manual um, type document, Word document where you can track all your systems in one place. Um, and definitely then using that information and being able to either save yourself time by just following the steps every time you go to do that activity, let's say it's sending out an email newsletter once a week to your list, it's important that you take that out and that you have a trigger so that you can learn that new habit of actually, okay, I need to do this. I'm going to set a trigger in my calendar so I remember to get out my list. I'm not going to sit here and waste three hours trying to figure out what button to push in the back end of my email system. <laughs> and then you can actually go step by step through it and definitely using um, David mentioned Trello, and um, you can also use things like Asana, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was a halfway. So yeah, keep going. You. Okay. <laughs> that is, this is this is really helpful. I love that. Make your system a habit. Yes. In this podcast, I have tried to create a whole system around this podcast. People, I'm going to sell it after I'm done creating it because it's a nightmare <laughs> creating a podcast system. But it is. It's creating turning it into a habit. But then you have to write it down. Yes. So you can hire that habit out, right? Absolutely. So once it's a habit for you, I think a huge pitfall that people run into is that they're like, I don't need systems yet because I'm doing it all myself. And that's not true. You actually save yourself time by having systems. You become more efficient and see where efficiencies can um, be. And then also when you're actually ready to delegate to a virtual assistant, to a team member of some sort, you actually have it ready to just pass off because typically at that point, your business feels like it's on fire. You're so busy trying to like keep up with everything and do all kinds of things that it's really important that you actually are ahead of the game and have some things documented to make your life easier when you're at that important transition and growth point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that is probably one of the biggest pitfalls that I made personally is that I knew how to do everything. And I just assumed when I hired a virtual assistant, that she would know how to do everything as well. And instead I should have had every single step written out, right? Um, so like if I was gonna do a blog post, it would be um, three weeks ahead, I would need to have the blog post written, two weeks ahead, I need to have it approved and editing and the image and when are you gonna post it on social media and the images for social media, all of those steps, where do you get the images? Where do you put the blog post? Where are the login details? All of that really has to be put into your system, right? So that you can hand it over and someone can literally just follow every single step perfectly. And that's right where John falls in because without systems, you cannot put your business on autopilot, which is how you're going to make your money is if your business can run like a little machine in the background, right, John? John helps me with that too, myself. Exactly, yeah. So let's imagine if you're working on your own or you have a small team of people and you've got a lot of process, a lot of clients to work with, the time's gonna fill up pretty fast. You know, and you're going to run out of the amount of hours that you've got people working for and you won't have no room left. So you've got to learn to automate different systems and processes as much as you can. So you can actually, again, free up some productivity levels so you can then reinvest that time into other things, maybe closing more deals, taking on more clients, ultimately increasing revenue for the company. So as we, as we move on to sort of automating things, there's just one thing that if anyone who's watching this podcast, what I'd like you to do if you're struggling with not having enough time to manage all these systems and processes. Firstly, I'd like you to have a review of all of the systems and processes that you do in one work week and write them down on a bit of paper. Once you've done that, write next to it how much time on average it takes you to complete that task when it comes to it during your work day or over the course of the week. Now take the, the one area that 
takes up the most of your time and then look for a platform or a system that can automate that. Look for an app. I mean, the, with the technology that we have available today, you can automate a lot of your business, whether it's in sales and marketing, you use marketing automation for the whole customer journey. If it's customer service, you know, there's apps out there now, you can automate a lot of the general inquiries. You know, even with Facebook, for instance, you've got messenger chatbots now that you can automate a customer journey. There is so many different systems and processes that you can use to automate your business and the processes in your business. You can just unlock a lot more revenue. So write down all the processes, take the one that takes the longest and then find a system that you can use to automate it. I love that. Another great resource too is Facebook groups, right? You can go into a group. So let's say you do that and I'm going to do that. That's a great idea. What takes up the most of your time? And if you say to yourself, you know what? I probably need a system for that. Go into a Facebook group and say, hey, I'm looking for how people are doing this. And there are some groups you'll get 200 you know, people saying whatever, you know, go through and find out the one that 150 of them said is the way to do it. And maybe even contact one of them to help you put it together, right? Katie, is that something that you actually do? It seems to me, I apologize, I've, I've gone over so many people's websites this week, but it seems like you are actually um, a systems and processes contact, right? Yes, yes, that's actually what I do. I teach people how to create systems in their business and I work with clients to develop, customize and develop systems in their business so they can, my guarantee is that they'll save two hours a day once we systematize their business. Okay, so how much is two hours of your time worth? It's probably worth a lot more than what you're going to end up paying Katie. Sorry, Katie, you get the wrong <laughs> end of the deal on that one. But the fact is, is if it's going to cost you more to do it yourself than to hire it out, definitely hire it out. Well, once again, our experts have gone over and above. You guys are phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. If you, yep, you, the ones who are listening right now, felt inspired to take our panelists' advice in your business and you would like to share what suggestions you used in your business, please let us know your progress. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear about the results from the suggestions. This allows us to be able to learn not just from one expert's point of view, but from the execution of the suggestions provided. At this point in our show, we would like to share with you the messes that have been cleaned up by our expert panelists who have shared their advice with entrepreneurs who have visited the show. Since this is a new show, we don't have the stories to share with you yet, but we will very soon. At The Messy Backend, we do things a little bit differently. We don't just dish out advice and expect it to work. We will give advice to our entrepreneurs who call in or who submit their questions, and then you can come back in 30 days and tell us the results of the advice that was given. Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? What did you try that did work? What questions do you still have? We want to be able to give a full, well-rounded solution to your messy backend. So be sure and join us so that we can hear not only the messy backend, but how you cleaned it up. So be sure to join us, not just for the messy backend, but also the cleanup. Do you have big ideas for your business, but you need a little help with those logistics? Or maybe you've been so busy building your business that you haven't had the time to give your customers that much needed TLC? That's where Pam Langard at Ridgetop Virtual Solutions comes in. She can help with that. RidgetopVirtualSolutions.com from shopping online to determining if Amazon Prime is a good deal for your family, check out truemoneysaver.com and manage your money so you can get more even though you're spending less at truemoneysaver.com.
Welcome back to the messy backend. We are here today with Pam Langard, who has been called everything from a tech fairy to the wizard behind the curtain. Pam Langard designs, build, and builds, and manages the backend systems for busy online coaches and other entrepreneurs, so they can pull their head out of their backend and get back to doing the things they love. Thanks, Nate. Hey, Pam, welcome to The Messy Backend. We're so excited to have you here because I know from personal experience and having known you for many years that when it comes to the backend systems and processes, you are the ruler, the king, the queen, you're all of it all wrapped into one. And I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Oh, thanks, Sheila. I'm so excited to be here with you. And yeah, after knowing you for a long time, I'm thrilled to be able to just talk all things tech and back end. Yeah, we do. We're we're uh, we do geek out a lot together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Nate. Nate is uh, Nate is also one of my geeky friends that I love to geek out with. So, yeah, Pam. One of the questions that our um, listeners have sent in is, so what if? Um, what, what do we need to understand about systems and processes in the first place? I know that's a really general question, but what, what is the basic understanding? The basic understanding is one, go with the KISS method, keep it stupidly simple, when, especially when you're getting rolling with your business. But the other thing is when you're trying to figure out which platforms to go with and everything, you have to look at it like online dating so you almost have to have your list of what qualities you're looking for and what you can live with <laughs> because you're never going to find the perfect one. There is no platform out there that you're going to be able to plug into your business and it does every stinking thing for you. It just doesn't exist. So, it, and don't listen to all of your friends because you may be a coach, they may be a coach, your businesses may be similar, but you're different people, you have different clients, and so you need to find the one that's unique and feels good to you. Go with your gut when you're testing out apps and don't get distracted by the shiny object that we all do. Yeah, for sure. That, that shiny object syndrome can bite you in the butt because then you end up with too many things or too many things that are useless. And you actually have a tool for that. And we'll get to that a little bit later because your tool to keep prevent you from having shiny object syndrome is going to be super helpful to our listeners. Um, I'm just giving that away to our listeners. Just so you know, Pam, we'll give everybody a link to that because I've seen it. And you need it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Share away because I would rather everyone have a resource like that that have to come to me after the fact. Right. When they're all frustrated yeah. and unhappy and ready to just give everything up. Yeah. Are, are we still talking about our relationships or uh, <laughs> systems and processes at this point? Because I'm unhappy with both. Please fix oh. everything for me. You be know, careful, be careful what you ask for, Nate. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, you may look at the resource and the questions you have to go through. It may work with relationships too. You never know. We'll check it out. We'll check it out. Just think of all the money you can make, Pam, when you create a dating site now with all your systems and processes. You're like, all you have to do is put in your name and I've got you covered. <laughs> I can make a fortune. Oh, forget this tech thing. That's right. So what? So you kind of mentioned one of the pitfalls that we want to watch out for are, is SOS syndrome. 
Um, just as one of the questions obviously was what pitfalls do I need to watch out for in my systems and processes? One of the ones that I have run into recently over the last year is I had a project management system that I used for seven years and it worked great for my business, for me. And then I started building a team and I allowed my team to override me and say, well, we all use this system. We should move over. And so two things happened. Number one, I've had four project management systems in a year. And number two, um, it did, it just, everything kind of fell apart and because I let them kind of over, override me a little bit. And so I would say two pitfalls to watch out for, for sure are use the tool, like you said, that you will use that works the best for you and not to listen to your friends those are key. What other types of pitfalls should we be looking out for in systems? Overlapping, getting redundant systems. Oh yeah. And there's, well, you want to look to the future. What pitfall I see so many run into time and time again is they assume how big their business is going to grow and the things they'll need a year from now, two years from now, and so they buy something big and massive that they have no business. A, they can't afford it in the end, and they wind up dumping it. But also, it's, it's overkill. And then they wind up backfilling with a bunch of little tools to do the things that they figured out they actually need because they don't understand the big tool. Right. If that makes sense. It does make sense. And I think all three of us know one of the tools you're talking about because we've all three used it and Nate actually worked at that company. But <laughs> the question then is, um, you do need to make sure that you're preparing for growth, but don't do it ignorantly, right? Or excessively, like just do it in a smart way. So how, how would you go about that? So let's say you have a podcast you're creating for example, and you have all of these millions of steps that you have to do every 30 days to make sure you have guests and make sure you have scripts and make sure you have all of these things in place for production and everything else. How, what would you do to just start out with a system like that? Like you're thinking, okay, I want to do a podcast and you know, maybe not talk about the specific steps, but how can I turn, how how can our listeners... Turn that, turn that into a system or process. Like, what do you do with that once you have the concept? I will usually go through and take it in the pebble in a jar kind of theory, right. where you start with the big rocks, mm-hmm. and then you bring in the smaller rocks, right? and then you backfill even more with the details. But always start with the big rocks because those are going to be the key things. So when I have a brand new coach starting out, there are like three key things they need. They need some way to send emails out to their list. They need a CRM, because if you don't know where your leads are coming in from, there's no way for you to make adjustments as you're moving forward to continue growing your business But you also need that kind of project management, whether it's a base camp, whether it's a monday.com, whether it's an Airtable or an Excel spreadsheet, but something that you can itemize everything, prioritize. And those three things are just so key 
right out of the blocks, just getting your business started. So those are your big rocks are the CRM, the email management software, and um, some way to manage your tasks. Okay. So like a project management system, right? Mm -hmm. Very Mm -hmm. good. Or even like you said, it could be Excel. Cause like sometimes, like you said, if, if don't try to grow your business too big, if you are a, you know, a person that can get the job done on Excel and you already have Excel, use Excel, use the tools that you have. Um, like as a photographer, a lot of times I get people asking me, they're like, Hey, I want to get into photography. What, what camera should I use? I go, the best camera is the one that you have with you. Because if you don't have a camera with you, you're not going to be taking the photo. So I always tell people, start taking photos more with your phone. Because these phones are great tools, but everyone's like, oh, I got to get a big camera with a lens and all these things. And it's like, well, until you've, you know, outgrown the tools that you have, like the Excel or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. you don't need to necessarily move forward until you can tell me the reasons why you need to upgrade. Don't just go and spend all of this money. I think that's something that a lot of us entrepreneurs, uh, you know, struggle with. They're like, Oh, I need to get this. I need to get this. I need to get this. And then, you know, $5,000 later, they've spent all this money and they have no idea even how to use the tools because they haven't grown into the tools. Well, and then you have failure before you're even set up. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what, what say you expert, Pam? Do you agree with that? Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Okay. I, I have had clients that they're mid six figures. They're very successful. They're still using MailChimp. Yeah. Because it works for them. For them. It's like, if that tool is still working, might as well use it. They haven't had a reason to outgrow it. So still right. use it. Right. right. It, it does what they need it to do. And that's one of the questions you always have to ask yourself is, is it getting the job done for what I need it to do? Right. And this particular client came to me. We had a long talk about it. We walked through all of the options they could move to because they had been told by the gurus. They were sold the blueprint. They were told by their friends, get off a of MailChimp. It's clunky. It's this, it's that. But at the end of the day, it met their budget. It got everything done they needed it to do. And I said, that, why are we having this discussion? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. I if agree. they still work, why upgrade? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love exactly. It. Love One that example. One of the very, very biggest um, email marketers that I know, and I, and I know this is really awful, but I can't remember his name right at the top of my head. Um, but he, he literally, I mean, he's, he's boasting, you know, he's got two, 300,000 people on his email list and he's using a Weber and that's, you know, a step up from MailChimp, but not, not too much. I mean, they're making some upgrades, but you, he, he found that tool. It works for him. So I think Nate too, when you just said, use the tool that works for you and that you know how to use, mm-hmm. you know, build that up because if that's getting you where you need to be, then why mess with it? Right. Mm-hmm. Why spend so, the time and the energy into learning something else? Master the tool that you have already. Make sure right. you can do what you can do. Back to the dating analogy. It's like, yeah, you have a list of like pros and cons of what you see in a perfect man or woman or whatever. Uh, try to check off all those things that you can. If the tool can do most of those things, and if it can't, maybe sometimes you just need a little extra you know, a little add-on or a little plug-in, you know, it's like, okay, if you're shooting with your, your phone and you're like, oh, well, I want to record better audio with my phone, buy a microphone. Don't go and buy a whole new camera 
just to record better audio. That doesn't make sense. It's like you just add on the little plug-in. Right. Same sort of thing in systems, I think. But I'm not right. a systems expert. So yeah, back to no, Pam I, saying. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you, Nate, because even if you're using a big monster like Infusionsoft, yeah. there are still things Infusionsoft doesn't do that you add plugins like MyFusion Helper or right. PlusFitness. Exactly. Or, or you have a ton of Zapier integrations to get it to do everything you need. So not even something that big is perfect. Right. And so you have to go into looking for your systems with very realistic expectations. It's yeah. not going to be Brad Pitt showing up at your door to cook you breakfast in bed and make you a million dollars. Dang it. Come on. I know. I know it sucks. And, and I hate to be a buzzkill. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's exactly it. And that's what so many coaches are kind of looking for in other, especially in the online space. Right. You know, they're looking for the magic bullet and it doesn't exist. Well, think about this. If you're, if you can't get your business to run with what you're using, what makes you think that one more tool that you don't know how to use, that you have to relearn, that you have to teach your team, that you have to move everything over to, that's my experience in my project management system is I've lost control of all of my projects because I've done so many moves trying to find the perfect tool when I should just stayed with the one I had. Mm -hmm. And so from personal experience, I mean, if you can't do it with what you have, what makes you think that you know, because the new tools don't come with trained people to run them. Right. You and your team have to learn how to do it. And, and moving email marketing systems, moving project management system, moving CRMs is a nightmare. Oh, I would not wish that. Okay, maybe I would wish that on my worst enemies, but only my worst enemies <laughs> would I wish that on. Well, and you're always going to lose a certain percentage of your database when you move when you from move. one email marketing platform to another anyway. Yep. Yep. Um, but that also goes to needing to know what your tools can do when you're scaling your business and now you're bringing team members in that also gets your mind going as to what can I train them? What can I offload? Right. It's the biggest struggle business owners have when they're starting to build their team. They've done it so long by themselves. Right. They, they don't have a clear picture of the layers of what they can offload. Right. And that, that's another pitfall with systems that gets them into trouble. We definitely need to have that as a, another episode on the podcast is how do make that move from solopreneur to having one, two or three people working with you? Because certainly there are tasks that you can offload that will change your, your life and your business. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And there's a fine line between I can't afford to not do it and I can't afford to do it. And that's <laughs> yes, exactly when you need to make that move is when you get to that position. So you have to figure out what to do when you get there. And you gotta make sure. So sorry, Nate, what? I was just going to say, and you need to make sure that you have your systems in pro like, and processes in place when you get there. Don't wait until you get to that point yeah. You know, look at Pam's resource ahead. It look at it now. Like download it right now. Check it out. You know, so that you when it is time to grow your team, you're not like, oh, I should have been doing all of these things to make an easy transition. No, you need to be ready to make that leap. Definitely, if you don't have everything written out and the steps that you need and your passwords figured out and all the processes of everything where, you know, the other resources that you have, how they connect together. Yeah. If you don't have all of that worked out, then 
you know, you go hire a VA, they don't know what to do because you didn't tell them what to do because you don't have it written down because it's in your head. Right. You just wasted your money and the right. VA's time. Yep. So. And Pam's yeah. time. And Pam's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pam, thank you so much. And Nate, you too. I think us three techie geeks love talking about the stuff we could go on forever. Um, but I appreciate you spending uh, the time with us, Pam, and sharing your amazing knowledge with us. Remember, if you're an entrepreneur with a messy back end and you would like to have some personalized advice from our experts, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or by visiting themessybackend.com forward slash subscribe so that you never miss another episode. A big thank you to our entrepreneurs and listeners who provide us with their questions and messages so we can help each other learn and become more successful. A big thank you to our expert panelists, David Egerson, John Chandler, and Katie Mazurka. And a huge thank you to our guest expert, Pam Langer. Thank you all for your time and expertise and helping us clean up messy backends all over the world. And thank you for listening. A big thank you to my co-host, Nate Tucker, who helps bring out your inner beauty and vision through coaching, photography, and video at laughingwithnate.com. Stanley Bostwick, who helped us, well, let's face it, he actually did our audio and video editing. And believe me, that was a big, messy backend. Cassandra Boswick, my beautiful daughter, who is a much better writer than I, who helped with the show notes and editing. Remember, if it tires you out, hire it out. Put your business on autopilot so you can actually live your life. Visit lockandloadmarketing.com for more than just marketing. We clean up and help with the messy backend, but we also make the front end look beautiful. Woo, well, that's all we have for today's episode of The, 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 the Messy b -b -b Backend. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end that needs a little attention.